0: You know be a fruit loop in the cheerios world (laughs) you gotta find the way that you can stand out you know and nobody else can take our personality they can't copy us like that's us they can copy our work they can copy our website they can copy all of that stuff but they can't take away who we are
1: sick of being upsold at gyms Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. Today's guest is Julie Paisley, a destination wedding photographer and educator based in Nashville, Tennessee. Julie's work can be found on pretty much every major wedding blog, and she's been published countless times in print, including not one, but two features on the cover of People Magazine. And she has a pretty cool client roster featuring some names that I bet you'll recognize. Today, we're chatting about how to increase word of mouth referrals, both from clients and other businesses or vendors by keeping things personal. Before we get started, if you are a hybrid photographer, you shoot both film and digital formats, there's a conference that I think you need to check out. It's actually hosted by Julie, along with Jonathan Canlis and Belinda Olson. It's called The Hybrid Collective, and this year it's happening in Nashville from May 6th to 8th, and registration is currently open. Head on over to the hybridco.com to check out the speaker lineup, style shoots, breakout sessions, and masterclasses. I'll be there teaching, and I'll be giving out some awesome bonuses during my classes. I hope to see you there. Be sure to check out the show notes at daviancrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode. And I'd like to hear from you about what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands Book podcast as we move forward. I'd also like to know what episodes you've enjoyed most so far and why. To leave your feedback, head on over to the Davian Facebook page and send us a message. Now, on to the episode. Welcome to the Brands at Book show. Julie, I'm excited to talk to you. Because I know you've worked with some pretty amazing people. And so we get to chat about that a little bit. And we're talking client referrals, you know? So if you're interested in getting client referrals from pretty amazing people, I feel like Julie Paisley is the person to talk to. So welcome.
0: Oh, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah. And before we get started, I do want to mention the Hybrid Collective Conference, which is a conference that you put on in Nashville Can you tell us a little bit more about that and who that is for before we get started here, just so that everybody hears about it?
0: Absolutely. So it was actually, this is our third year of hosting the hybrid conference. We really were sitting down together. We were attending a large conference and we were talking about how we didn't feel like there was a conference out there that really catered to film and digital shooters. And it seemed like, you know, there was different ones that would do different things, but no one really just focused in on that. And so at first, when we first started it, it was, you know, our focus was definitely for hybrid shooters, for film photographers and digitals to come together and both mediums come together and to really talk about how both mediums are important. And now the conference has grown. So now we're bringing in like people like you that can come in and talk about SEO, which is really awesome. And what our people need instead of just shooting pretty pictures, (laughs) because we know that the pretty pictures, that's not always going to book your wedding. So you need Need to have the other things in the business. And so now we've grown um, every year. It's been an amazing opportunity. So I co own the conference with Belinda Olson and with John Canlis. And so the three of us run the conference together and we're just super excited about this year. We, we really took a big step and we added on a lot more photographers before in the past, we only had like 10 keynote speakers, but now we've opened up to masterclasses and styled shoots. And so there's 32 speakers that will be there this year. So it's quite a jump from 32 to 10. (laughs) And it's going to be hosted this year in Nashville. We do travel around and do it in different places. This year it's in Nashville and it's May 6th through the 8th. And they're are still opening. So we do still have availability for people to sign up. And you can find out all about it on www.thehybridco.com. So we would love to have you.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty pumped about this conference. I mean, talk about it. Awesome founding crew, you Belinda and Jonathan Canless. Jonathan, I met a couple of years ago as I was just getting started shooting film. And it was very formative for me, that experience with him. So I'm looking forward to seeing him again. And I think you guys just have such an awesome crew there. A lot of people whose work I really admire, but haven't been able to meet yet. So I'm excited about that. I will say prices go up March 1st. So better to buy a ticket now than wait for later.
0: Yes, for sure. Plus the extra classes, the master classes and the styled shoots, they sell out really quickly. So a lot of them are already sold out. We're going to be adding some more actually this weekend. (laughs) So you want to make sure that if you're one a part of that, you definitely need to go ahead and sign up sooner than later.
1: So. <laughs> Getting back to you, really excited to chat. Like I said, you've worked with some awesome people—not to name drop, but Thomas Rhett and Lady A—you've worked with before, a, among a number of others that that you can't even talk about. So, I again, really excited to talk about client referrals here. But I want to talk—I want to talk first about where it all began. You know, how did you get into photography? How did your business get started? Tell us about it.
0: Absolutely. So I'm a little bit older than most photographers. <laughs> I, I don't actually believe started it. Much- I know I am. I am actually 47 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so I started my business when I was 37, which most people, you know, in this day and age, most photographers are starting younger. This is my second career. My first career, I was a teacher. Awesome. So, what, what years? Yep. So I, I taught K5.
1: Okay. I could never do that. I taught high school and I just, yeah, I did a, I substituted once for an elementary school teacher and it was the most exhausted I think I've ever been.
0: <laughs> it's a lot but I tell I tell my groomsmen all the time that it it was practice. So, you know, I can really put up with 5-year-olds so I can totally put up with the groomsmen as well. So, sometimes they laugh, sometimes they don't. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I also I have a degree in music and I have a master's degree in special ed. And so, I taught kindergarten in the morning and then I would teach music and drama in the afternoons and so yeah it's it's a big change to come from that to photography and so basically, ten years ago, I'm in my tenth year of business now, I actually was given a camera, so I was given a Canon rebel. <laughs> I think we all start with that <laughs> Canon rebel, and so I was given one, and I just really started playing around. My daughter is autistic and she's highly functioning but we were at that point in her life to where taking her in to have studio pictures made it wasn't happening it just it wasn't happening and so i found with my camera taking my kids out and letting her just be a kid (laughs) and play that I was capturing images of her that were so real. And so I started posting that and then people started seeing it and said, well, will you take our family like that? And I'm like, sure, because it was just fun for me. I thought, hey, this is a great side job when I'm not teaching. You know, I can do this during the summer. Well, let's just say that my first year of shooting in 2009, which I was playing around (laughs) <laughs> grew so quickly that I actually, when we went into 2010, I quit my job after that semester, that first wow. semester. So it was nuts. I went from six weddings in 2010 to 41 in 2011.
1: Dang. From six <laughs> to 41.
0: Yes. And they were all referrals.
1: That's Literally
0: it. referrals.
1: That's crazy. And, and 41, I mean, do you still shoot that volume?
0: Up until this year. <laughs> really? I, you know, I was shooting 30 to 40 weddings a year. Up until this year, I'm only taking 10.
1: I think the most we ever shot was 47. And and after we were done for that year, it was so exhausting. We were like, oh, we can't ever do that again.
0: <laughs> yeah, 2017, I did 38. And I was just like, whoa, I'm way too old for this. <laughs> <So> <laughs> last year, we cut back. Last year, we did 27. So it was definitely lower than that. And then this year, I'm only taking 10 and I'm booked.
1: Okay. Okay. So this year, 2019.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Awesome. So all of those are client referrals. I guess we should just dive into it. I mean, like, how did you, how did you make that work? Were you intentional about, you know, doing something that led to those client referrals?
0: You know, I think the biggest thing is just service. It's just how you treat your clients. So from day one, I have always treated my clients like they were just my friends and they were not necessarily my clients. And so, you know, I would get to know them. I would follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook, become friends with them, communicate with them far past just like, hey, let's talk about a timeline. You know, I would tell my brides, I would text them and say, Hey, I want to see your dress, send me a picture. And so when I arrived at the wedding, I felt like everybody already knew who I was. The wedding part, the moms and the dads were coming up and hugging me. Like they were like, Oh, I just saw that you were just in Paris or whatever, you know? And they, they felt comfortable with me. And when people feel comfortable with you, they're going to talk about you and they're going to love your images before you even shoot them. Like. You're, when you're walking away from a wedding and they're already telling you, oh my gosh, I know I already love them and you, they haven't even seen them <laughs> yet, you know that, that is what gets people telling everybody else about you. And it's how you are at the wedding. Like We've gotten referrals because we're efficient, we work fast, we're always smiling, we're always happy, and they want that type of wedding photographer there. So I have never had to really actively promote my business. It has come from referrals and I love that. And even now, you know, where I'm only booking the 10, like I wouldn't even have to have a website <laughs> and with all that on there because it's like the people that come to me, like all 10 of my weddings this year, they have known me from a referral. So either they're other photographers, you know, so they've gotten to know me that way or their past clients, maybe a sister or a bridesmaid or even a guest, like my biggest wedding this year which is crazy because it's over 20K. I can't even like fathom that. (laughs) But she was a guest at a wedding three years ago. And she started following me right away. And she told her mom, she's like, she wasn't even dating anybody at the time. She's like, whenever I get married, she is shooting my wedding. Cause I loved watching her at the wedding. And now that she follows me up, she followed me on Instagram. So she literally called me and basically said, okay, we're considering these three dates, which one's available? and then how do i book you and i was like well don't you want to see my prices she's like whatever the biggest is let's do it and then i'll probably add on to it and i was just like floored like she's like i fall i have fallen in love with you like you're my best friend now so i have <laughs> had you for my wedding so i just feel like that's the way to go like that's how you stand out in this industry competing with all the sharks in the red ocean like i don't want to be that person I want to make such an impression on my clients that they just automatically tell everybody else. And then I don't have to worry about those bookings.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, backing up here, you have a very personal brand. You were talking about how you're texting with the couple, you know, you're texting with the bride asking to see a picture of her, her dress. Like, how did you build that personal brand? Like, How did you work those sort of personal elements into your you know, client experience to you know encourage those relationships?
0: I think it's just my personality, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just, I literally love everybody I meet and you might automatically become my best friend and I'm going <laughs> to hug you. and It just, it's what it is. Like, that's just me. And so I think I, I, it just naturally happened. I, I don't even think I realized that that was a strategy that I was using. I've just always been me, you know, and I'm very on my Instagram, like I'm very me. I mean, you're going to see me, you might see me in, with rollers in my hair. <laughs> you're going to see me eating, you know, my bad habits of sugar. Cause I really like sugar and I just, I believe in attracting and repelling.
1: So can you go so into that, that a little bit more? So attracting and repelling, I'm guessing you're talking clients here. What does that look like for you?
0: So basically I'm a very outgoing, happy, very excited type person, the more excited I get, the louder I talk and the faster (laughs) I talk and the more Southern I become. And so it's like, if I had a client and I feel like it's super important for me to put all of that out there on me, because I don't want this soft spoken, very gentle, quiet bride to see my work and be drawn to my work, which is great. But then all of a sudden I am in her face, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I'm like scaring her to death. (laughs) And so I think that it's so important for us to do that. And like, and the cool thing is, is that my brides are like me, like, because they connect with me when they see how, you know, I'm happy and I'm vibrant and I have energy, like literally my 20 something year olds that work with me for wedding days, like I'm having to like at the end of the day going, Okay. Snap out of it! Come on, guys. Get some caffeine. Get some up. caffeine.
1: Like, Get some I'm caffeine. An old
0: person here. <laughs> I didn't have all this energy. I'm old, but my brides are like that too. And and I think it's just like I said, it's important. I don't think that you should like I tell people all the time. I don't preach the pretty pictures. Like it's more than pretty pictures. Because your pretty pictures are not really connecting you with those true clients who are going to sing your praises and tell the world about you and that are going to turn into your clients for next year and the next year and the next year.
1: So where do you, I guess, where do you show up with that personality? I mean, obviously on the wedding day, people are going to see that. But beyond the wedding day, you know, what are some ways that you show people that personality?
0: Okay. So first of all, my gifts are different. So I don't do the typical, here's the arranged gift, you know, with the candle and the bottle of wine or whatever it is. No mm-hmm. offense to anybody that does that. Sure. That works great for people. It doesn't work great for me. So I send some of my favorite things. So that would be like ice cream. Who <laughs> doesn't um, love ice cream? I know exactly. It'd be ice cream and it would be Oh my gosh, lush bath bombs. And like, and I don't, so, and I don't like, I surprise with gifts. So they never know when they're getting them. They don't just get the initial, you know, Oh, Hey, you've booked your wedding. Here's your gift, you know? So I go through, and, and one of the things that we do that I think has really helped us is we send out a getting to know you questionnaire. And it's really deep. Like we're digging deep. Like what is your favorite candy? What is your favorite drink? What is, I mean, I dig deep into all of their favorites and so we send that out immediately when they book. So they book, they get the thank you from us. We're so excited. And hey, we, we are ready to get to know you. Please fill this out with us for us right away. So I take that and then I start building their gifting throughout the year. And so like, if there's a bride that we know, like they're obsessed with coffee, well, then I'm going to surprise them with like coffee from different places and, you know, different things like that. If it's ice cream, I'm going to give them that. I really cater to them with their gifts. So they're very personalized. So they're a little bit of me in the gift and they're a little bit of them. And so I think that that automatically like helps me stand out because I'm different in that aspect.
1: So, do you plan? Do you send out these gifts at, at certain times throughout the experience, or is it really just kind of like random?
0: You know, it's kind of random. Like, like for instance, right now I am sending out Valentine gifts to all of my couples.
1: That's amazing. And they would
0: never expect that, you know. And so, and I'm sending out. So, I'm sending out the book, The Five Love Languages, which hello is Valentine. <laughs> and so, if any of my many of my people are listening, hopefully. This won't happen until. Yeah, this is after. After.
1: Yeah, this is after Valentine's. You're all set. We won't spoil any surprises.
0: Yeah, I'm sending them cotton candy too. (laughs)
1: Love cotton candy.
0: Little bit of me. Like it's gourmet cotton candy and like little vintage Valentine's, you know. So I'm just so excited to get these out to them and they're they won't be expecting it. Like I did last year, I sent out little Easter baskets (laughs) to to my clients. And then what I usually do too is when we meet up for the engagement session. I personalize a gift for them there. So if they're coming to Nashville and they're getting married in Nashville, then I'm going to give them all kinds of cute little Nashville things in that gift. So that's just kind of how we do it. They're kind of random. Or if I just see something that speaks to me, that's one of my brides, I buy it and I send it to her just randomly.
1: And and I imagine that they're, you know, they're thrilled with all this combined with the experience of and getting amazing pictures. So I'm sure you get a lot of client referrals, especially Do you get a fair amount of referrals from other vendors as well? Like, does this, do some of these things extend beyond just your clients? Do you apply some of these things to other vendors, like planners, for instance? And do you get a lot of referrals from them?
0: Yes. We're like 50 50. Okay. So we're like 50 referrals from clients, we're 50 referrals from vendors. I do the same with them. I gift them, I show my personality, I do all of that for my vendor friends as well. And I mean, we are, like I said, we really, you know, even though right now I'm to the point to where I've kind of my, personally, I have kind of branched out of Nashville, just because of my pricing, you know, because I'm only taking 10. So I majorly increased my pricing. But I have a team member that services, my Nashville weddings. And so she's priced in the Nashville range, you know, where I was before I raised my prices. And we even still get the referrals, even though it's not me personally, they know my brand and they know that they still get that same experience. Like I'm still communicating with them. I'm still like myself and my associate that shoots with me, we're meeting with them. So again, they just, they want to refer us because they like us. You know, it's not just the pretty pictures and they know that we're going to deliver. They like us. It makes such a huge difference.
1: It really does. It makes such a big difference on on the day of, you know, when you have to work alongside these people to be working with people that you really like. And I want to talk a little bit more about that because, so you have an associate that works, I'm guessing she works weddings alone. So weddings that you're not there for, right? Right. And you have this- You have a very personal brand and, and, you know, I can, I can even see that excitement even in just this, this recording here, you know, so I imagine that there's people that come to you like that, that one bride you were speaking of earlier that are like, I want to work with you. Has that, has that been an issue at all in terms of, you know, having this personal brand, but then also having associates?
0: Well, I don't have associates, so we have tried several. So we are actually, I was thinking about when I did the big price range, you know, but. I was shooting the 30 to 40 weddings. Mm-hmm. So pretty much I was able to, you know, to do most of the weddings that wanted me and requested me. But this year when we made our big shift to only 10, so it's not completely official. It will be in a few months, but she is actually coming on with me. She has actually shot as an associate with me. She has also been a second shooter with me, but she will only be doing weddings with me. So we're branding it as it's Julie and I'm not going to say her name right now, but that's how we're branding it. So like when you go to the, we're getting, you know, new website and everything. So when you go to my website and you click on the weddings, you're seeing both of our faces.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And so that's how we're branding it. So we're branding, like, if you want Julie and her name, (laughs) (laughs) you pay this amount. If you, you know, if that is not in your budget, well, then she is available. to do the weddings here. And so that way I never wanted my brides to feel like they settled. Yeah, That was one of the issues that I really struggle with associates. And so it was very important to me that if we were going to continue this route, which I really wanted to, because it's like I said, I've built these relationships with these vendors here in Nashville and I don't want to let that go. Yeah, That's been five years of nurturing and building these. And they don't, you know, like right now they're so sad because they're like, our brides can't afford you anymore. You know, most of them. I mean, you sure. still get a few every once in a while that can. But most of them, I'm like, well, guess what? I have something for you. And they are so excited about it. So it will still be the Julie Paisley brand. And it's just, but this is us. These are the, it's the two of us, you know? So you can pay this price and get the both of us, or you can just pay this price and get her. And I think that everybody will still be okay. We've been able to book weddings even through that, because again, I still call up the bride, I'm still talking with the bride. I'm making those connections. I'm sending out the gifts. I'm checking in, even though my associate is shooting the wedding.
1: Sure. And that's such interesting, I'm always interested in hearing about these different models because I feel like, you know, back in the day, so to speak, there were a lot of associate programs out there. And then I feel like it shifted away from that a little bit around more personal brands, but I'm seeing more Mm -hmm. and more, you know, associate programs pop up and successful ones as well that are still very personal They're not, you know, like the faceless associate, you know, programs of old. So I'm always really interested in hearing about those models. I do have sort of a question, a side question here, again, right off of, or talking about building relationships with planners. One question that we get a lot is you know people posting or asking you know i am thinking about paying for a listing in like the knot or wedding wire or you know whatever directory it is that they're consider you know paying for a listing in where do you think that money is better spent on something like that or on something like building relationships with vendors through things like gifts and cards and stuff like that
0: oh hands down building relationships literally like you know i i did all those things Especially when I first got started, you know, I've never, well, I've never had a not listing or I think we tried wedding wire for like three months and we didn't do it. It never worked for us. Like we were just getting everything from everybody else. So why would we do that? I was on style me pretty for several years, but honestly I was on style me pretty just for the ease of getting things submitted and getting published, but we discontinued it this year. No, again, nothing against us, you know, style me pretty, but we don't need it. Yeah. I would rather take that marketing money and, do beautiful styled shoots or something with these vendors, give them my time and my money and my pictures and have them promote me. That's what I would rather do. I'd rather spend money on gifts for them. I would rather spend money on client gifts so that my clients are promoting me. So I hands down feel like that's what you do is you build that personal brand, but you also build it within your vendors and your clients as well.
1: Yeah, I love that perspective, and I think it's I think it's spot on. And we were the same way. We never paid for anything with the knot or wedding wire. We had a listing with uh, Style Me Pretty, the Little Black Book one, but it was Mm -hmm. really more for the submission. You know, like you're more likely to be featured. You know, if you had one, and we got rid of that before. You know, before long too. So, really, really appreciate that perspective. I do want to talk about some of these referrals that you've gotten from, you know, for these bigger names, you know, especially in the country music world, like Lady Annabellum. How did you break into that sort of sphere of wedding? I don't know how else to put it.
0: <laughs> so it really happened very naturally and organically. I never like put myself out there to any publisher, you know, a yeah. publicist or anything like that. So how I got the whole Thomas Rhett situation is that I actually shot his sister-in-law's wedding. And the funny thing is at the wedding, I had no idea who he was. I kept (laughs) calling him brother-in-law and they would giggle when I would call him that. And I was like, I don't know. I just thought they thought I was funny because I wouldn't call him by his name, but I had no idea who he was. No idea. And I didn't even know it until the end of the night. So, you know, being in Nashville, it's very common to have celebrities at your weddings. But the thing is, is Nashville kind of has a code. We, if you see a celebrity out and you will, like we see them all the time, you don't go up to them. You, they're normal people. They're there with their family. You treat them with respect. And so my girls know, I always tell my girls, hey, if there's a celebrity at the wedding, don't you dare go up to them and ask (laughs) for a picture. Don't you dare, you know, go goo-goo-goo over them or anything because they're just people, they're guests, you know, and we treat them like that. And so finally at the end of the night, and this family too, and I think that's one of the reasons why Thomas Rhett and Lauren are so, his wife Lauren, Mm -hmm. are so like, popular because they're so down to earth and just normal. And so at the end of the night, my two girls that were working the wedding with me came and said, Julie, we know that you said we can't do this, but can we please, please, please get a picture? I see people taking pictures. And I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like, you know, Thomas Rhett. And I'm like, who's Thomas Rhett? And they're like, die a happy man. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've heard that so much at weddings. <laughs> Like now I know who he is. And so I got that connection because I was just normal, and I treated them like normal people, and they loved that. So when they got pregnant, Lauren, his wife, texted me. Like legit just texted me. She got her number from she got my number <laughs> from her. And she texted me and said, hey, can you do our maternity? We did the maternity. It went crazy viral. Then People Magazine wanted a piece of it when the baby was born. And then that's how that blown. And I got a cover on People Magazine and five or six pages in the magazine, you know, with a write-up and on People TV, which was really cool. So that was literally just me being me at a wedding. <laughs> yeah. And not really doing anything special. And the same, so and then Lady Annabella, when she had her twins— when Hillary had her twins, people wanted to do, again, another feature. And so she was is friends with the Rets, and so she requested me. And she told her agent, like, I really want this photographer. You reach out to her because I love the way that she kept their pictures so natural. And also, you know, Thomas and Lauren gave her a good, you know, a re- good referral. And then from then we've gotten several others. Like, it's funny because I'm a wedding photographer, but I actually do family pictures for celebrities a lot, but they want to keep those private. Sure. And so, you know, of course we have to sign the NDA. Plus I go to their home. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's a big deal and it's, I'm very honored to be able to do that. And I've had a few celebrity weddings since then. I actually... Photographed Thomas Rhett's dad's marriage, marriage when he got remarried. So, so that all came from that. So that was literally like a stream of like three, four referrals, shoots, and weddings just from that one wedding. So it's pretty cool how that works out.
1: Yeah. So it, pretty much everything you currently do, even is you know client or vendor referrals.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and that's you know what's what's so awesome about just hearing you talk about all of this is that it's not like you know, you're not implementing some crazy, difficult, you know, marketing strategy that's overly complex, you know, you're simply, I mean, you're being you, you know, to like kind of the fullest meaning of of whatever that is. And, and then beyond that, I mean, just building great relationships with the people around you, you know, and I think- you know, I think sometimes we fall back on the excuse if, if we're not getting the referrals we want or whatever that that, you know, for whatever reason, it's not attainable to us or it's, you know, there's just something we don't know that if we learned that that would, you know, propel our, our, you know, career. But a lot of your success, it seems like just really pouring into those relationships. And that's not to discount the beautiful photos that you that you take and all the investment that you've put into, you know, honing your craft you know, because that's, that's definitely a part of it. Absolutely. But I do love just, you know, how relationship oriented your business is and that it's led to some crazy celebrity, you know, shoots.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's the key. I was just, I did a webinar last week and I was just talking about, don't, you know, be a fruit loop in the Cheerios world. <laughs> you gotta find the way that you can stand out, you know, and nobody else can take our personality. They can't copy us. Like that's us. They can copy our work. They can copy our website. They can copy all of that stuff, but they can't take away who we are. And I feel like that has been my, I tell people all the time, like, I want to credit it to pretty work, but I truly feel like it's, they like me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they want to hire me because they like me. So it's really huge. And I'm, I'm really trying to preach this to people, but, Some people aren't quite carrying on, you know, like they want to make the excuses, well, it's oversaturated. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm not booking, you know, or my website is not as pretty as theirs and that's why I'm not booking. And those things, you know, definitely a great website is key for sure. And there are SEO and a lot of things that you need to do that. But still, I feel like the number one thing that people are missing out on is putting their personality in their brand and just being themselves.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, something else that just came to mind too is like, you don't have this air of the unapproachable artist. You know what I'm talking about? How, you know, some, some people's brands, it just seems like you can't, you shouldn't even go and talk to them. You know, it's just like, it's all, it's only about the art and, and that's not a knock on that type of brand, but you have a very approachable, you know, brand and personality and you still are, you know, in the upper echelons of your craft you know, which I think that's, I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's incredible. I think, you know, for people who don't, you know, resonate with that kind of artistry, that's, or that brand that seems like unapproachable, do you know what I'm saying? It's, it gives hope.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what I was telling the other day in my webinar. I was just saying, I was like, you know what, you know, I can walk around with my Louis Vuitton bag, but I can also walk around with my target bag at the same time. (laughs) You know, and it's like I want people to feel that way. Like yeah. I want to be living room comfortable. I always tell people that I kind of describe my brand as a warm hug. <laughs> <laughs> and I always want to be that way. I don't care. I don't care how much money I'm making. Who cares about that? Like as long as I'm giving people experiences and I'm treating people the way that they should be treated, that's all that matters to
1: me. And I'm sure the money follows <laughs> too. You know, when you, when you do those things.
0: He does. And a lot of people think too, you know, I know I got brought up in this, I would say probably about four or five years ago, you know, when I was really deep into, you know, i had started shooting film and I kind of felt like, okay, in order to be this high end and get these really expensive weddings, I have to have this type of brand. And I tried it and I'm like, oh no, this is not me. And the thing is I'm booking weddings, the same prices that they're booking weddings at, but I'm still personal. Like there are very wealthy people out there who want personal people. (laughs) You know, they don't want to just hire somebody that are just like hired help. Mm -hmm. Like I will never be hired help. I don't like that. I don't care how much money you have, how much money you're spending on your wedding. I want to come in. I'm not hired help. (laughs) I am part of you, your team. I am part of, I want to get to know you. And so I kind of, I really look into that with my brides. I'm very picky about the brides that I choose, I can tell immediately when they send in the inquiry, whether it's going to be a yes or no, Mm -hmm. like I know. And I I love that. And I very, very, very rarely, like I could say in my 10 years of business, I can probably count on one hand and not even using all five fingers (laughs) people who have like really been like, Oh my gosh, how did you slip through the cracks? You know? So I love that. I mean, if you can go through a whole year and maybe only have you know, doing 30 to 40 weddings and hundreds of sessions and only have one person that made a big deal, but you, you really realize that that wasn't my fault, that's them. And so I just think it's just a cool thing to have. And, you know, you definitely save a lot of heartache that way by making sure that you are definitely marketing to the right people.
1: Yeah. And, you know, just as we, as we wrap up here, how do you make sure, you know, when an inquiry comes in, that it's going to be a right fit? Do you have a certain, you know, process that you go through? Or are there certain things that you look for specifically where you're like, you know, that sounds like it just, you know, might not be a good wedding for us?
0: Yeah. So we're, we definitely ask like, we want to know what their photography budget is. We want to know where the wedding is. We need location. We also ask how they found out about us. We ask them to tell us about their day and why they want Julie Paisley to shoot their wedding. Mm -hmm. And usually by just – because if you're just getting the people that are just price shopping, they're not going to take the time to fill that out. Yeah. And price shoppers are not my brides.
1: Yeah, and they probably can't afford you. you Yeah. One
0: of the things, too, is that I want a bride that is literally coming to me. And and the funny thing is, is that especially I shoot a lot of photographers' weddings – and they won't even be technically engaged, but they're already deciding on their wedding date because, you know, photographers, we have to plan ahead yeah. and they'll literally book me before they're officially engaged. Like they're <laughs> like, you can't say that I just booked you because it's not official yet. Like I legit just booked a wedding yesterday for a fellow photographer who's been following me for years and she is not engaged yet. <laughs> Set the date because they need to do that but they're not technically engaged. And so it happens all the time. And so that's the people that I want. I want the people that come to me and say, these are three dates or when are you available in October? And that's when we're going to get married. Even if we have to change our venue, we're going to get married around you. Those are my clients. Those are the ones I.
1: So last question here, do you ever miss the classroom?
0: I do. But that's why I teach. (laughs) That's why I teach other photographers. Like I'm, I'm so passionate. And I'm so excited, you know, as I'm going through, you know, I went through my 10 years of being in the trenches and shooting all of these weddings, you know, now I'm able to, you know, gradually start lessening my weddings. So 10s this year, and I feel like over the next probably Two or three or four years, it'd probably go to like five or something like that. But now I can really turn my focus into educating other photographers. I'm super, super passionate about it. I love it. I love creating courses and I love mentoring and I'm leading a mastermind this year, which has been like the most fantastic thing ever. And so I feel like I'm still getting to be a teacher because that's my calling. I know that that's my calling. I knew from like in high school that I was meant to be a teacher. So even though I'm not teaching in a physical classroom anymore, I'm still teaching And it it just makes me so happy.
1: And I bet you, I bet you get to, it's all the best parts of teaching. You know, I miss the classroom, but I really miss, you know, the relationships and teaching in general don't quite miss the, you know, bureaucracy and the, you know, the, that kind of stuff that goes with it. So it really is, it's the best of both worlds
0: it really is i i just love my job so much and i feel like that's what keeps me young (laughs) Yeah. and just because i love it you know if you love a job like they say you'll never work a day in your life and and it's just it's so true
1: so where can people learn more about your courses and some of these educational opportunities that you provide
0: so everything is pretty much on my website so you can just go to juliepaisley.com And we have a store, you can click on the store, you can click on, you know, to find out about workshops and to find out different offerings that we have. Definitely follow me on Instagram, though, because that's the meat. (laughs) That's where you really get to know Julie. And that's where I really like put everything that we're doing out there. Instagram is definitely my babe. That's where I'm at every day. So Instagram is really easy too. it's just at Julie Paisley.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and share your expertise and tell us some stories. We really appreciate it.
0: I'm so excited and I'm excited to have you at Hybrid Co. So can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome.
1: I've only ever been to Nashville once and it was really just the airport. So I'm excited as well.
0: Oh, Nashville is so cool. You'll love it. I know. I can't <laughs> wait. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to Daveyandkrista.com.